What have we netted since this podcast has started, actually? Let's start with that. <laughs> Yo, I have a friend who's actually, he listens to this podcast too, but I have a friend who was telling me he started writing blogs like three weeks ago, and he's got like three up, and he made 85 cents last week. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about how stupid it was to get a check for 85 cents. I was like, god damn. <laughs> five cents? Well, the thing is, if we got a check for 85 cents, that would actually be the end of our podcast. Because I don't know. If we've talked about this several times. It doesn't matter the, the quantity. <laughs> Just it's If not it's not divisible, divisible by three. three. Yeah. <laughs> and the fun thing about that is, unless it has a nine in it, it's not divisible by three. So. <laughs> I'd take a check for 90 cents. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like, 85. You could get a temporary tattoo at the, at the store. <laughs> you could get one lemon, I think. <laughs> yeah, but eighty five. These are rotten one. But, but it can't it can't weigh too much. But what about eighty five? Because I'm seeing I'm seeing Joe about that extra two, like two cents that I didn't get. <laughs> to get an eight hundred dollar flight out to Hawaii for that two cents. <laughs> yeah. You can put like a tad bit of gas in your car. I think. Mm. That's like an eighth of a gallon, which is more than enough. <laughs> You'll definitely be able to like go in a circle in the parking lot. <laughs> You'll be able to pull into another gas station. <laughs> Closer to where you live. And hopefully in that time, you can save up another 85 cents to get your car home. <laughs> the fucked up thing is, I know both of you have definitely walked to the front of a gas station like, hey, can I get 85 cents on pump three? We don't talk. Get the fuck out of here. We don't talk about our dark times now. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. I'm judging you if you haven't gone to the front counter with like a good 65 cents. Yeah, if you haven't gone oh, to the happens. counter with a couple quarters or if you haven't gone to, uh, to the pump and knowing that your bank account's going to the negative, I don't want to talk to you. And every now, every time I've done that, well, the two or three times I have done that, like, there's always been a dude behind the counter who goes like, hey, bro, respect, man. I've been there, too. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, you want some Funyuns, homie? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the funniest part about it is like uh, when, when you do that, like your car was clearly there for the least amount of time. And... <laughs> The funniest thing too is when you pull off, like how much you how much you spent is on the meter after you leave. <laughs> it's like it never like sped up; it always did yeah, that slow motion pace. <laughs> yeah, and the person behind you pulls up, like, "Ooh, <laughs> I'll, pray, I'll pray for you, son." <laughs> Attendant, I think this one's broken. <laughs> No, he's just broke. <laughs> and don't let a homeless guy come to you asking for change because it's like, I just spent it. <laughs> no, we, uh, there's someone that, uh, me and Evan both know. Um, the guy actually, uh, he Googled the amount of gas it would cost to get home. And he told me that, uh, he was just going to put 50 cents in my car for him to, for her to get home because that's how much it costs. Sounds about right. Who? You don't have to think too hard about it, but you you'll, you know who it is. Oh, well, we've been talking for a couple to introduce the podcast. Yeah. Young man on the track. Came a long way from that Woodlawn Park. Now young man is pushing push to start. Mr. Yellow Man got himself a little jam in my fetty in Japan because I do this shit for Mark. Playing in my shit through the phone. He tell me keep my foot up on the next for the throne. You ain't really on. Tell all your niggas on. I tell him keep his head up and he set up when he home. Look, R.P. Kobe. Nigga, R.P. Kobe. You was like a dad to a nigga, so I'm sad my nigga had to get you tatted on me. I keep the niggas that I trust by my side. Cause everybody want a piece of the pie. There's a buffet to body in every city inside the top of the hobby, so baby, get in the ride. Bitch, you bad as fuck. Swipe the visa. Just watch what you spend, cause my mama need rain in my neck, gotta look like a freezer. I keep some pride on my ass. I put Chanel on the back. Shawty wanna sit on my face like a new chair. I ain't gon' show it to your pay up and it's all there. Came a long way from that Woodlawn Park. Now you're... Uh, this is the No Relation Podcast. 
Episode 68, if I'm not wrong. 68? 68. This is Alex saying hi. This is Joe signing on. Salutations, everybody. I think my name this week is going to be Quattro. Lucky number four. That works for that. me. <laughs> Cheers. Lucky number seven in here. All right. This is no relation podcast. Let's get into some uh, some topics. Um, uh, how how was your guys' week? It was all right. It was it was a, it was a decent week. I was busy. I was very okay. busy this week. That's good. Evan. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Um, Alex had a great week. <laughs> Thank you guys for asking. I know you guys were really curious. I had a we really didn't good care week. about your week, actually. Yeah, Alex. No, Alex. What did you get into this week? You had a. I got some interesting late night texts from you. You know, it's weird when I'm I'm in Hawaii six hours behind, and it's late for me, <laughs> and I'm getting a text from Alex. I'm over here about to fall asleep. My phone vibrates. It's like, ooh, booty call. Nah, it's Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was yeah, over I got to meet more Dave. bags than Jameis Winston, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I met I met Dave Chappelle. Uh, I got to meet Dave Chappelle. I went to after party, and he was also there after seeing one of his shows in Yellow Springs, Ohio. And that that party went on till about four in the morning. All right. So just to just to provide a little context to this, um, is your comedic career going really really well, or how did you get that? Get get that. Access. Oh, that's that's a really good point. No, it's a, it was it was a stroke of luck that I got to meet this guy. It was like, thank you, Joe. You're I, I'm really thank you. Actually, I didn't get to pre- preface that. Got to meet Dave Chappelle. I went to like the after party. Um, he clearly didn't want to be there. Like he was, it was a it was abundantly clear who had the most money in the room, Fair. and it was clear to him. It was clear to us. Um, it was late. He just kind of wanted to smoke a cigarette and go home. But since he's Dave Chappelle and all these fine people came to Yellow Springs, Ohio, he clearly had to at least say hi. And for some people, they'll label that as the best night of their life. I was where to rank on your nights in your life. T Pain is still number one. Mm-hmm. That's number one, and it's still not close. Fair. I don't really. Dave, I got so I will say, me and Dave Chappelle, we cleaned up his little uh, his little area. I'll say that too, like it was like a storage container where all this stuff was happening. It was like a storage container with like a little outside igloo looking thing. That's uh, where the after party was. <laughs> um, but I helped him clean, help him clean up. Uh, I want to say I'm forever in his debt. Uh, yeah, you think you're gonna see him six years from now and be like, <laughs> you remember me? I picked up that cup. <laughs> You're welcome, man. By the way, you put me in gonna, a movie. <laughs> he's probably going to say, well, while you're up picking up people's garbage. <laughs> Just go ahead and pick. No, but that was the kind of cool thing. Is like you have this guy who's clearly like, you know, he's a millionaire 50 times over. And he's cleaning up after all these guests. Like, I don't know. There's something kind of like, you know. There was some sort of poetic justice to that. You know what I mean? Like, one, he didn't want to be there, and two, he's just cleaning up after everybody. Very grounded. Very grounded of Dave Chappelle to, to clean up after his own guests. Very grounded of me. But what We should talk about the house training I received. To <laughs> just throw up, throw away all these cups and stuff. You know, hey, wait, hold, Dave up, Chappelle hold the entire fuck up. When we live with you, <laughs> we'll talk about house training. You shut up. I don't want to hear yeah, a scene out of your mouth. <laughs> actually, I just got real triggered now that you brought that up, actually. <laughs> the only way I could get y'all to do dishes is if I pinned you guys against each other. <laughs> like, God damn it, I guess, Alex. I guess Evan we, always does his dishes. You were so much dirtier as a twin. And then y'all would all of a sudden start cleaning the dishes up. <laughs> I guess we need Dave Chappelle around to put your old smoothie cups into the dishwasher. <laughs> It's not fungus, even though there's green stuff growing out of it. <laughs> this is my protein powder. That was cat litter, and you know it was cat litter. All right. <laughs> we got any topics? <laughs> Good for you, Alex. 
You got to, how was it beating your idols? I've only met a couple people that I really look up to in my life. I met Killer Mike, and I had the opportunity of meeting Earl Sweatshirt. Meeting Killer Mike, I fanboyed out, and I'm disappointed in myself. I felt really lame afterwards. Um, and then Earl Sweatshirt, I had an opportunity to approach him, but I just stood there because I was like, am I too grown to just, like, what am I going to say to this nigga that's going to not be weird? And I stood there for a while, and then his friends came up to me and asked me if I was the plug. And I said, what? And then they said, are you the plug? And they brushed their nose, and I was like, oh, nah. And that was the end of that interaction. <laughs> I met Killer Mike at a gas station in Atlanta. That's the right way to do it. Yeah. That's the right way to do it. <laughs> um, no, uh, Dave Chappelle, so for that, my expectations, I had my expectations very low. Like... At the very least, I thought, like, all right, shake his hand. At the most, we're doing drugs in a bungalow. And that's, like, <laughs> that was, like, that was number, that was, like, that was at the most. I didn't yeah. I didn't have that high expectations. My expectations got a little, I got one step above my expectations by getting to, um, you know, pick up trash around, <laughs> around like, a storage compartment. With but you weren't well. disappointed, so that, though. I was not disappointed, but I also kind of expected I wasn't expecting anything like to change in my life because of this. You know what I mean? Like I didn't expect like him to become my best friend. Like I I expected a simple handshake, um, him to never recognize me again. Mm -hmm. And that it. So like that's why like I'm saying like I got like a one step. I got some sprinkles thrown on top. That's fun. By uh, doing community service damn near with uh, Dave Chappelle. That's what you call it. Is that why you didn't do it in our apartment? You call it community service? It's just, just picking up after yourself. <laughs> but, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Evan. Evan. Hey, Evan. <laughs> Evan, when you receive a Mark Twain Award for comedy, um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what I'll do to clean up after you. We'll, uh, we'll we'll t- we'll have a we'll have a good conversation. My bad. Me and you shared an embryo or some shit like that. Like yeah, no. Get Mark Twain Award while living. All right. You guys want to talk about? <laughs> let's get into some. Let's get into some topics. You guys want to talk about? WAP? I can already see. Look at look at the. Can yeah, we, talk, we could talk yeah. about WAP. Is it WAP time? Yes. Y'all ready for WAP? Yeah, some WAP time. I'm really upset. Was WAP, did WAP always mean what it means as of last week, or is that a new thing? No. Because when we were doing no. the WAP, I, I had no idea that, <laughs> that that's what we were doing. Wait. <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, nah, that can't be the same, right? It can't be. But then that makes me wonder, what was that WAP? I think that was just a clever dance. I think that one's out the paint now. <laughs> Western African Peninsula. I don't know. Something like that. That one might be yeah, spelled so. W-O-P, too. Oh, you know, that makes sense. All right, what did y'all... All right, so what's... Did y'all... When y'all heard this song, so we're talking about Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, uh, Cardi B's first lead single off an upcoming project. Um, it's called uh, WAP or Wet Ass Pussy, and uh, did y'all so did y'all watch the music video first? Y'all hear the song first? All right, so I admittedly saw the music video first. Um, mm-hmm. no, normal style, how I normally watch these type of music videos, um, no sound, um, <laughs> and um, eventually, like there's sound. <laughs> I didn't know there was. There was sound to the. There's sound to the video. It was, it was called a music. It wasn't just a video. <laughs> it was a music video. <laughs> maybe my maybe my headphones are broken. I don't. I didn't. I didn't hear a word. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even know Doja Cat was that was that new chick until like maybe like <laughs> a couple songs ago. But yeah, no. Um, eventually, just started playing it at some point and. You know, the lyrics actually match the match the, vi- uh, the video pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Alex? Via vi- video or song first? Would you Would you hear? Slash. Uh, song first. I listened to the song first. Um, what were your initial reactions to said song? Uh, the the Mac truck lyric. Uh, 
that one kind of came out of nowhere. I don't know what I was expecting. I just... Uh, <laughs> I think the bottom feeder one got me. She issued an apology for that. <laughs> really? She wants, to, she wants to encourage booty eating in all capacities and doesn't want a demeaning term like bottom feeder. No, no. I'm sorry. If I <laughs> if I got to the point where I'm eating ass, I want you to be calling me nasty shit. I That's want it. True. That's true. Yeah. That's important <laughs> to introduce to that dialogue. I personally, yeah. I saw the video before I heard the song. So you heard wet, uh, uh, wet like ass Evan said, first. I, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I was confused as a motherfucker. Because <laughs> the, the video, as explicit as the video is, or at least like reasonably explicit as the video is, doesn't have the like it has the clean version of the song so i was i finished the song i was like what the hell is wop stand for wait they didn't say wop one time real quick that was the first time i heard a clean version of a song in a good minute same actually i can't stand clean versions of songs but i was confused as hell because like the lyrics just i was like i feel like there's bars in here but like i feel like they're kind of missing and then I downloaded the explicit version of the song. It was like, oh, it's a bop. And they just had to edit out all the fun parts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, are your, what were your guys' thoughts on the video? So, it's two, two thumbs up over here. I was, I was a fan. <laughs> Alex, one thumb up. The other thumb is busy. <laughs> Yo, honestly, like, not only, all right, so the, the, like, the video is the video. Like, those women could, I don't know, they could be in their homes in the, in, in the privacy with the door closed, and it's just only them in a chair reading a children's book. I would watch that. But uh, the video, um, I appreciated quite a bit. And, but then, like, I have, like, a separate appreciation for the song because, like, I've always, I've always been a fan of just dirty music. I've always loved it. I really have. So I think songs like this are very important in the grand scheme of art. And I'm happy for it. And also, I want Cupcake on the remix. Bad. I, I was going to say, in, in the brand of feminism, um, iconic. I think this is a... I think this is a good like five leaps in terms of feminism. This is going to be a, a very woman empowering song that will make play on the radio. Um, It'll be in textbooks, I think. As it should, mm-hmm. to be honest. Is this what should, we needed to propel ourselves out of uh, this uh, this hole we've been in in 2020? Some some wop. It's, it's a, a goddamn right shame. It's a goddamn shame for women and myself because. <laughs> I would like to be on the receiving end of this, but that this is not playing in clubs. Mm-hmm. It's a goddamn shame. Alex, mm-hmm. Alex, do you want some WAP? Is that what you're trying to say? This is the type of catharsis we all need. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> some WAP in a, in a setting where you can you can appreciate that shit. <laughs> hey, um, I was Wait, like, but... I'm not, real quick, just a quick question. I don't know if Alex is going to appreciate this as much as Joe might, but... um. How did you feel when you saw Norma- uh, Normani make her little cameo? You know, that's when I knew that they cared. Because they, <laughs> they put a Jenner in there, and I was like, yeah. I mean, I don't know which one it was or who, whatever. But it they was put the a Jenner in there, and I was like, I guess you have to. But then I saw Normani, and I was like, oh, they care about me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was that was so kind of them yep. to keep my needs, you know what I'm saying, like in their... You know, they're making this they're making this high budget music video and I wanted Normani in it. And that I you know, most cases that would just be a whim, you know, that'd be a pipe dream, but they did it. And like I knew I loved her before that, but now I know I'm in love with her, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was gonna say, uh, how do you guys feel about Kylie Jenner making an appearance in this music video? I didn't honestly I didn't even know that was her. <laughs> I don't know. Could told me that was Chris that was. or the or the one that was a man. It's funny that, like, she's the only one that can get away with not dancing, and yet she's the only one where I was like, all right, she needs to dance to prove herself. Did she, like, make a song or something? Like, why is she, like, all over the place? Wasn't she, though? She, don't uh, she, doesn't she have current beef with Meg, too? Which one? Yeah, she was, uh, which one dated Travis she was Scott? with them. 
That one, I think. I don't. I think it was. I don't know. She's not married to Kanye, is she? No. Uh, that one I can recognize. Kim I can recognize. The rest of them is it's just kind of an amorphous blob of like beige female with, you know, their things going on. But uh, Kim, Kim, I can I can pick out of a crowd. No, you couldn't. I guarantee you, if she walked by you tomorrow, you wouldn't Joe, recognize her. Joe, if we couldn't find no girl in the in the Kuwagashi, I couldn't find her. <laughs> you. Yo, stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, All right, we're getting we're getting Evan in trouble for the rest of the fucking podcast. <laughs> Let's stick with WAP. Uh, so, uh, Alex brought up an interesting point. This this song and video has sparked quite the conversation in the feminist community as to what's productive feminism. feminism and what's objectifying for uh, certain women, and um, I'm just you know not that we're ex- experts on this by any by any means, but what is your take on maybe like? So I I remember I was listening to an interview with Lizzo a while back, and she was like the interviewer was just like, hey, so why do you like have your clothes off and a lot of this shit? Like why are you constantly twerking? And she's like because. You know, that's my brand of feminism. Like, I want to be comfortable in my body and feel beautiful, and I want to be able to do the things that I enjoy to do, which is dance and be sexual because that's what makes me feel powerful. And the interviewer, who was a little bit older, was saying, oh, that's interesting because my brand of feminism when I was your age was that we would, like, cover up and we would wear long sleeves and we got these power suits with the shoulder pads and shit. Like, we were trying to not be sexual and be seen as like people that were intelligent and productive as opposed to sexual. So like now I feel like the script is script is flipped and we got this music video and I think it's fantastic. But I'm just wondering how y'all feel about that in the grand scheme of feminism. Yeah, but you got to think like you like everything changes and everything grows like I mean fucking I don't know, like, 10 years ago, like, things were bad ideas that are good ideas. I mean, shit, look at COVID right now. Fucking two months ago, it was stupid to wear a mask. And now (laughs) it's mandatory to wear a mask. So, like, I don't know. Things things progress. Things change. Think about what we were doing 10 years ago versus now. 10 years ago, what you could get away with versus now. Very true. You know what I mean? Ten true. years ago, there was. A, you remember this as well as I do. There used to be a thing of white guys that were allowed to say the n word, and that was never actually a thing. But we used to let some white guys say it. Mm-hmm. Everybody can admit to it. I don't care who it is. Everybody can admit to it. You were ten years ago. People were saying the f word, the one with two g's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying the r word. Every day, every sentence, yeah. everybody was saying retarded, mm-hmm. and we, you know, everybody was, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people were getting away with it. And there's no issues. So, but things change and people grow. So that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, now we're at a point where women are embracing their bodies. So, I'm not opposed to it at all. As a feminist, I'm not opposed to it. Yep, I agree. Take these corny niggas' monies with your OnlyFans. Throw that ass, whatever, however you want to do it, whatever makes you feel beautiful and powerful, do it. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else. Also, I'd say, as a fan of hip-hop music, I would always get very frustrated. I've probably said this before. I like to make this point, but I would always get very frustrated when people say hip-hop is inherently misogynistic because they're always talking about how many bitches the rapper has and all this sorts of shit about fucking all these hoes, whatever, whatever. I think having the female perspective on that exact issue creates a lot more... It just makes it... I've always argued, like, hip-hop isn't... isn't, like, patriarchal. Like, it isn't, it isn't bashing women. It's just... Flexing, You know what I mean? There's different types of flexes, and a big flex for a man is to talk about all the women you have. 
And I think when women come out with music like this, it puts it in perspective that it was always just a flex. It's not about demeaning people. It's just about flexing on the shit you're into. You know what I mean? And when Meg says, uh, eat my booty, booty, your bottom feeder, that's her power. That's her power. And I'm not taking offense to that. I think that's her right to say it. And I agree with her. I feel like, um, yes, I feel like it's just more so, yeah, it's time to change, but it's also a case of history repeating itself. Um, let me see here. We, uh, to bring up a quote, uh, by one little Kim, uh, betcha I watcha like hurricanes and typhoons and got buffoons eating my pussy while I watch cartoons. Um, beautiful. Yeah. It's poetry. So. It's just more so history repeating itself, but also time has changed where that's more acceptable and approved upon yeah, now. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, Evan. You know what? People that are just listening to Wet Ass Pussy and they're shocked and appalled at what Meg and Cardi are saying, uh, may I refer ask you to refer back to Lil' Kim, who's been doing this since the 90s, and my girl fucking Cupcake, who's been making bops of some nasty shit for, for years now and being slept on. Shout out Cupcake. Don't forget about Cupcake. And Kalil Kim. She's going to owe you a bag when she makes it, Joe. Goddamn right she is. I could pull <laughs> I up Lil' Kim lyrics. Like I could pull up Trina lyrics. I could probably pull up Nikki lyrics. Baddest bitch. Like, we could... We could yeah. Cupcakes. Well, that's like Nikki, besides Kim, is the only one that's been wild graphic with her sexual shit these last couple of years. But she doesn't. she hasn't really gone... Well, I guess she has it here and there, but... For a song that's as popular as this one, she hasn't gone as nasty. Dude, Trina was like that. She's perfectly capable. Yeah, we gotta we gotta shout out Trina for sure. All right, so quick question: Who's your guys' favorite female rapper right now? I think Joe's is Cupcake. I don't know if it's Cupcake. It's between Cupcake and No Name. Alex, you got one. Um, does her count? No, she's her not ca- really a rapper. She's not a rapper. She's a, she she's, raps too, though, but she does she's, rap she's as well. So, does, but then you could throw Doja Cat in there because Doja Cat raps, but she's not a rapper. Ah, uh, because her has a couple of rap songs that I actually do like. Yeah, she's got bops. I, I, I'll say, uh, Oh, there's this one girl. She, this is a little white girl. Her name's Lil Debbie. She's really good. Um. <laughs> Actually, wait. I put uh, Ash Nico on the podcast like the last two, three weeks. Or not, no. Maybe not in a row. But I've put two Ash Nico songs on there. Because she, she went on tour with Danny Brown. And I'm, if anybody, I'm a huge fucking Danny Brown fan. And she's just like this very weird white girl that makes very aggressive music. And I fuck with her real heavy. And she raps. So she's up there, too. I like Ash Nico. There's a, also Flo Millie, who's doing really well right now, too. Fucking everybody still sleeps on Young M.A. Like, she didn't drop a fucking fantastic project this year, too. Don't sleep on Young M.A. I'm scared to say her name three times. <laughs> we know why. <laughs> what about you, Evan? Uh, either Abby Jazz. Sister doesn't count. <sighs> Don't say her name. <laughs> Don't say her name. <laughs> either Abby Jasmine or Keisha Plum. Keisha Plum. God damn. <laughs> She's made some of the uh, darkest lyrics I've ever heard in my life, and good God, it gives me nightmares. Yeah. She needs a better support. Most violent shit life. you'll ever hear. Shout out Keisha Plum. Yeah, man. Well, like, women in rap are killing it, man. It's been a. F- I, I really do think, um, as much as people can hate on Cardi. And I guess you can give Nikki some credit for this, too. But, like, women in rap music have had quite the revival these last couple of years. And it's been in, in part due to Nikki and in part due to Cardi. I would definitely say that, like, their longevity and their creativity has brought forth a lot of a lot of female rappers. Well, like, they kind of, like, uh, started a wave of, like, women kind of being empowered about to themselves. But, like, I also, like, kind of, like, yeah. I like the women rappers that are, like, just, like, rappers. Like, they don't talk about, like, you know scamming niggas or like you know making money off of like their body you just want to hear some bars yeah that's why I like rhapsody i like the girl i just said like abby jasmine uh keisha plum yeah rhapsody's keisha plum just talks about killing niggas and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah it's fantastic yeah where is she from 
Keisha Plum. Uh, probably Buffalo. Yeah, I was going to say, she's got to be upstate New York, which that's my fucking neck of the woods, so I should uh, support her even more. You think she has a Wikipedia or no? Probably not. When I uh, looked up her music, like I think there's maybe like 12,000 listens on every song. Nah, she got a Facebook. She don't have a... She don't, <laughs> she don't it's have even a, more scary. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where she's from, but yeah, shout out uh, Keisha Plum for sure. Let's not shout her out because she actually might listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you guys want to give ourselves a round of applause because we, uh, we hit 10,000 listens. Hey, I would applaud, but I don't, hey, don't do the math on how many listens that is per episode. Just be proud. <laughs> Just be happy for us. I mean, like per episode, like it actually would be nice, but like, it's not per episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this random amount of listens, like for episodes we did like about a year ago, but you know. We appreciate it. I mean, we did just spend 10 minutes talking about how we haven't made even 85 cents on this. So I think we prefaced it pretty well. Yeah. We appreciate everyone that's listened to this so far. Um, why are you guys stitching on ourselves? We, uh, we have 10,000 listens. On average, we have about 60, 68 episodes or so. So 10,000 divided by 68 stop, is stop what, guys? Stop while you're here. Stop. <laughs> I know you did good like a week or two ago, but like we're in, I know that's too big for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the calculation, okay? That's at least 375. <laughs> it's like so 3,000 an episode. So we get about 1,000 or so listens an episode, guys. <laughs> I, stop, I don't, stop. Stop. I almost got it. 100, 100, about 150 an episode. More than enough. I think we get like local broadcast type of numbers. So like I'm pretty okay. Like with local that. A, hey, like Joe local Exotic AM had radio, 78 viewers. Like local AM radio numbers, but yeah. He's a, Joe Exotic had 78 viewers for his fucking public access show. So we're doing we're doing Joe Exotic numbers, and that's important. I'm okay with that. I can live in that realm. And I feel like, you know, one day we'll get we'll get called up to the big leagues. Exactly. Just like Joe Exotic. Exactly. When we go to just, prison, our documentary will come out, and that's just going to be fire as fuck. <laughs> it's going to be a really boring documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be about us killing each other over, like, two cents. Cause... No, it's going to be us killing each other over 85 cents. <laughs> no, it's two cents because uh, Joe got paid more, and I caught a flight for $875 because I had to go beat his ass over it. <laughs> Do some bitch. All right, what else we got? <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, NBA is back. We got Jay Cole about to go to the NBA. I don't want to talk about that actually. Jay Cole isn't he going to your team? The rapper Jay Cole apparently is getting a tryout for the Detroit Pistons, which is Evan's team. Evan, how do you feel about your new shooting? Look, I I get that we need tickets, else right. Um, the Detroit Pistons. Jay Cole's like six four. Mm-hmm. So the Detroit Pistons moved into this arena about two years ago. Um, have yet to sell it out, and I think they're just fi- trying to find a way to bring people into the stadium or whatever. Uh, I get it, but can we just do right in the draft? Because we haven't done that since I was like you know six. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you. Uh, they're looking for Jay Cole to be your starting shooting guard and be your leading scorer and rebounder. Um, I don't know if you watch your team this year, but that's exactly what they're looking for. Hey, Joe, for. who's your team? They will take any and everybody. And Joe, Joe, who's you, your team? You guys need him because I don't Who's what, your what best player? Get? Like nine wins this year. Who's the best player on the Knicks? Bobby Portis. <laughs> I rest my case. Thank you. Um. So J. Cole had a line in one of his songs uh, where he said, uh, every nigga wants to be Pippin, but uh, there's only 12 spots on the Pistons. Uh, I think that speaks for itself. Thoughts on that, Evan? Yeah, Evan. You, thoughts, 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 thoughts. Clever wordplay. You're... He, you're right, I don't think you get it. So he's he's trying out. To play on the Pistons as we speak. The thing is, is like I feel like he could actually make it because I'm I'm thinking about who is the 
who's the point guard and a shooting Competition? guard on the bench. And I'm, I think it's Langston Galloway. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't name a person on your team, and I'm not saying that to be a dick. You traded Reggie Jackson, I have no idea. And Andre Drummond, they're gone. Who's on your team? I have no idea. Uh, Blake Griffin. You got one nigga that scored 30 points in two games, and I, that's that's all I got. Uh, Blake Griffin, he's on our team. Yeah, he plays four games a year. Derrick Rose. And injures himself so he can hang out with Kylie Jenner, we so got, I don't know what to tell you. We got Derrick Rose. <laughs> Who? Derrick Rose is not legally allowed to walk unless he's on a basketball court. <laughs> Anyone every that time takes he, a wheelchair to and from the game. Every time he jumps, every nigga in the world is just like, oh, my God. Are we <laughs> like he when he lands, it's like when like a frontier flight lands. Like you're always just <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys know why like those when, flights are so when, bad. It's like when Spirit Airlines when Spirit Airlines lands, everybody kind of claps a little bit because it wasn't. It's not guaranteed it's going to land. <laughs> you guys know why those flights are so bad? Isn't it because the planes are so old because they just bought them off of United Airlines and shit? No, it's because they rent their their pilots. So when you fly with American or like United or something, they have pilots on salary. When you fly with Frontier or like Spirit, they're renting those people. So they're like. It's like um, it's like so. Picture United. It's like J Cole being on the Pistons. Like it's a ten day contract, as opposed to yeah. Like picture United being like you know Ruth Chris. <laughs> you're a chef at Ruth Chris, mm-hmm. and then picture Spirit being like you're a chef at McDonald's. You're paid hourly at McDonald's, but you're paid salary at Ruth Chris. Thank you for mansplaining that. You're welcome. I didn't like that. I didn't like your mansplation at Did all. You like Joe's because. Better? Yes, okay. Joe's was a lot better because, you know, the Pistons are just going to be like, hey, you can you can play basketball. You want to just play over here for a little bit? <laughs> That's how we drafted for the past 14. When did Darko Mills just get drafted? 2003 with LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, and Dwayne yep, Wade. Thank you. And uh, Chris Bosh. <laughs> we got anything else to talk about? <laughs> Christian Wood, that's your one good player. I forgot. <laughs> and he's talking about not signing with us next year. So, niggas averaged thirty in in a month and decided I'm I've got to move on to bigger and better things than Detroit. <laughs> he got COVID because he was bodying up Rudy Gilbert uh, so well. Um, we get, we can talk about Ellen and then we can get into our little segments here. Yeah, who you guys think should replace Ellen? First of all, well, okay, I'm only sort of privy to all the information for Ellen. Ellen is in trouble because she apparently runs a show that has a very hostile and toxic work environment. Is that correct? That is correct. That's what is reported, yes. What has alleged happened there? Like, are are they smacking people up or are they just mean as hell? Like, what's what's up? Apparently they're just mean as shit to the workers. Like the employees were complaining about it. I think people that have worked on the set said like the producers and sometimes Ellen are just very mean. Damn. But all the talent, all the celebrities that have came on said they've had a lovely time. I've had a I had a job at one point where they said uh, where a man said to another woman how she's too dried up there to actually enjoy anything, and that company's doing just fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who would I think the f- interesting thing about this news is like, isn't Ellen just like the hub for fucking positivity? And like, as ever since Oprah left, like, she's the one where like you watch that if you want to get the warm fuzzies in half an hour on television. So it's interesting to see that like the people that aren't high ranking there are just getting treated like shit. Yeah. Um, to the point where like they want to get rid of Ellen. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree. Like I, I feel like Ellen was probably going to be on the way out anyways. So who gives a shit? Um, she's also kind of like, old, right? Yeah, old. That show's been on for the last like twenty years. Um, I don't know. I don't really care about this to be honest. Like I don't know how to. Like, 
what do you expect? Like, I mean, if something's going to be right, it's like saying like Amazon treats their sh- workers like shit. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> you're you're working for the most the richest man in the world. There's a reason he's that rich. Like he he didn't get there by you know telling people they can leave 15 minutes early so that they can go watch their son play baseball. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I don't know. That's just kind of like where I'm at. Who would you have replace Ellen then? I saw petitions going around for Eric Andre. He has 50,000 signatures. <laughs> I would love that. Would that ever happen? Of course not. It's going to be like fucking... Uh, I don't I saw know. S- What's that fat fuck's name that's on uh, all the regular like primetime networks? Sam Corden or James Corden or whatever? Oh, I think I saw one. that same thing. And then they say like they want to keep the same name as Ellen DeGeneres but have Eric Andre on it. <laughs> yeah, everything's the same except it's just Eric Andre. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic idea. My other, I think, uh, is Exhibit free? I think we should have Exhibit do it. <laughs> he brings on somebody that's like, hey, we saw your viral video. I know you've been struggling and, you know, you've had a lot of kids and you need a new house. So we bought you a Bentley, nigga. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Have you ever seen Bar Rescue? <laughs> yeah, I think John Taffer would be a really good ep- would be a really good uh, <laughs> replacement for Ellen, in my opinion. Um, who else uh, is uh, is Bill Cosby? Is he still canceled? Okay, Can we nope. bring him back? <laughs> what about- I feel like Tracy Morgan could do a good job. Is he available? What about Fifty Cent? How yeah, long would it be until he got canceled? He's already canceled. Currently, he's actively canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets he uncancels himself to cancel himself more, which is <laughs> at this point, I think he's just kind of betting on himself. So I don't know. I don't know, Sarah Silverman. It's definitely going to be that one fat guy that I don't like. That's on a, like all the late night TV shows now. Yeah, James. Corden it could be or whatever. two chains. I'd like to see two chains. He's got experience. That would be, that would be amazing. And somehow I know two chains would keep that demographic for some reason. <laughs> I know Steve Harvey's been sending them voicemails like a motherfucker. Because <laughs> he needs just one more thing to host. <laughs> yeah. Steve Harvey is trying to be in that like Terry Crews lane though. Terry Crews and um. Uh, Michael Strahan laying really bad, but I don't think he actually belongs there. No, he doesn't. Have you seen his early stand-up? There's no way. <laughs> but he keeps, his whole thing is like, he doesn't say anything because if you ever watch him be interviewed in any capacity, any hard question he gets asked, he's like, y'all ain't going to fuck up my money. Absolutely not. I'm not answering that shit at all. Yeah, he has no thoughts or opinions on anything. He's He's like, yeah, no, I'm... Family Feud pays really well. I don't know if you guys know what these checks look like, but boy. It's like Jordan saying Republicans buy shoes too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Would you guys ever replace Alan? Would I? Mm-hmm. I mean, my first guess would be SZA, and I'd get canceled after that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'd give it a good college try, but yeah, Evan's right. <laughs> It's like here's Normani for the seventh week in a row. <laughs> Why'd you book Simone Biles again? <laughs> what? Rihanna's busy this week, so <laughs> yeah. So uh, says it. What are you moisturized with again? <laughs> so you didn't answer my text last week. I was just wondering. So you're back here now. <laughs> Can I call you? Is that better? <laughs> All right, everybody, look underneath your chairs. Uh, that's my heart that we're giving to Doja Cat. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, oh, Rana. I just met you today on the set, but I think, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to propose right here. Actually, I have the producer bring out the ring. So we're going <laughs> to. It's crazy how I've had FK Twigs as my musical guest 13 weeks in a row, but I just can't get enough of her pole dancing. I don't know what to tell you. She's such a fantastic artist. Evan, why do you have strippers in the back? 
All right, shut up. <laughs> uh, all right. You guys want to get to light skin of the week? She's got a light skinned friend, look like Michael Jackson. Got a dark skinned friend, look like Michael Jackson. Let's do it. All right, light skin of the week is just where we uh, like to bring light to someone mm. that did something that stood out to us throughout the week. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be light skin, could be anybody. Um, you guys want me to go first? Yeah, I can go first. <laughs> I'll go first. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No, I'll go, go ahead. first since we're all saying we're going to go first. <laughs> no, I'm going to go first. My, uh, my light skin of the week goes out to Devin Booker, an actual light skin. Book? Mm-hmm. Devin Booker has been uh, playing in the NBA bubble. And as a light skin, I just wanted to, just wanted to shout out that this guy has been doing doing really well. That's all. Um, put the Clippers to bed single-handedly uh, this past week. Uh, gave us a yet another memeable picture. Um, Devin Booker, light skin of the week. Do you want to go? All right. Yeah, well, to stick with basketball, my light skin of the week is T.J. Warren. Uh, that's a there's an Indiana Pacers uh, player, uh, also in the NBA bubble, who just I, apparently, if you put this man in in Florida with no distractions, he's just gonna average forty. I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know if he was working in the off season or if he just had a lot of girlfriends that were causing him a lot of trouble and keeping his mind off of basketball. Whatever it was, now that he's not distracted, the man's a monster. <laughs> so shout out yeah, to you. Once you take a hose out of the equation, <laughs> some of these players are really starting to step it up. You got Michael <laughs> Porter Jr. doing really well. Uh, you got uh, Bull Bull doing really well. Um, yeah. There's a few of them that stepped up. TJ Warren happens to be the best player in the NBA. We had no idea. There's that He's one guy that's dude away from his family. <laughs> there's that. There's this one guy. I think he averaged four points a game last year. Right now, he's averaging twenty in the uh, in the bubble. I forgot what his name was, yeah. but yeah. They physically took away hose, and now look at this. This is just. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? You would think that like they would like learn like oh you know once I cut out distractions like this is the best of my potential. You know once they're gone like this is it like this is you're getting a glimpse of it. But like once it's once they're back to reality like it's just everything's yeah. gonna hit the fan. Yeah, TJ it's Warren, just like, if we have a regular season next year, is gonna average thirteen points a game. But apparently, if you take away the distractions, he'll he'll average forty. It's it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Evan, you want to? Yeah, mine's not Alex. Which okay? Which like to explain that? It's just I just don't get how someone who he wakes up and he just says that he wants to do something and then just goes about his day when he sees an opportunity presented to himself, just says, I don't want to do this. I want to stick with what I do now, and I don't love my my friends and my family and the thing I do every single Sunday evening with my friend and my brother and just doesn't want to progress his, his life in any way forward. He just wants to stay stagnant in what he does, and it's just it's upsetting. And it's just, to me, I'm just more so disappointed and and less upset, if that makes sense. I'm wow. I expected better, and I hope for better. I don't know if he's going to have a better chance. He may have a better chance, but that next chance is going to is going to be with someone of the opposite gender than what he was okay. presented to. But that was wild, time. personal. Yeah, <laughs> wild, personal, and out of context. Fantastic, Evan. <laughs> you like to go to game of the week? <laughs> I don't believe you, people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? <laughs> yeah, my game of the week is don't fumble the bag. <laughs> don't fumble the bag. Once you have the bag, you secure it. You get that Mark Ingram grip on it. You, you hustle and bustle until you get to the end zone. But if you feel like you're going to fumble it, why not? Maybe you just ask for some help from your team instead of, you know, just looking around you just like you know I don't, I don't need the bag I can just set it down and let someone else grab it so that's my game of the week don't fumble the bag rock solid yep my game of the week is bet on yourself and realize <laughs> 
more opportunities will always present themselves. <laughs> How's that Perfect. going for you? My sport? game of the week. My game of the week is know how to sit on a fence. <laughs> just <laughs> sometimes you just gotta let things play out in front of you. You don't have to take a side. <laughs> you just, just put your sometimes. asshole right in between those <laughs> right in between those little gatekeepers right there, huh? Exactly. And when the time's right, lean to the left or lean to the right. <laughs> Until then you just stay right in the middle there. All right. Well, this was another episode of the No Relation Podcast. I'm sure this will be cut down to a good 46 minutes, maybe. Uh, I think we got Alex saying goodbye. We got solid 34 minutes out of this, I think. This is Joe. Uh, Get a podcast you can drink at work. (laughs) New slogan. I like it. (laughs) This is Evan. I started this drunk, and I think I'm sober now. So, Fantastic. You want me to include you every week just for you to say some stupid shit like that. This is incredible. Okay. Indubitably. <laughs> See you guys next week. So much.